Chapter Three of Kalatin, our little Alaskan cousin. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by April six zero nine zero, California, United States of America. Kalatin, our little Alaskan cousin, by Mary F. Nixon Roulet. Chapter Three to the glacier ted slept soundly all night wrapped in the bearskins from the sledge in the little tent he shared with his father when the morning broke he sprang to his feet and hurried out of doors hopeful for the day's pleasures the snow had stopped but the ground was covered with a thick white pall and the mountains were turned to rose color in the morning sun which was rising in a blaze of glory good morning Callitan shouted ted to his indian friend whom he spied heaping wood upon the campfire isn't it dandy what can we do to-day have breakfast said Callitan briefly then do what tyee says well i hope he'll say something exciting said ted think good day to hunt said Callitan, as he prepared things for the morning meal where did you get the fish asked ted broke isle and fished when i got up said the the linket you don't mean you have been fishing already exclaimed the lazy ted and Callitan smiled as he said white people like fish tyee said catch fish for boston man's breakfast and i go do you always mind him like that asked ted he generally obeyed his father but there were times when he wasn't anxious to and argued a little about it Callitan looked at him in astonishment he chief he said simply what will we do with the camp if we all go hunting asked ted nothing said Callitan. leave chet woof to watch i suppose continued ted watch why asked Callitan. why everything someone will steal our things said ted the lynx it's not still said Callitan with dignity maybe white man come along and steal from his brothers indians not if we go away to long hunt we cash blankets and no one would touch what do you mean by cash asked ted we build a mound hut near the house and put there the blankets and stores sometime they stay there for years but no one would take from a cache if one has plenty of wood by the seashore or in the forest he may court it and go his way and no one will touch it a deer hangs on a tree where dogs may not reach it but no stray hunter would slice even a piece we are not thieves it's a pity you could not send missionaries to the states you thinklets my boy said mr strong who had come up in time to hear Callitan's words i'm afraid white people are less honest teddy do you know we are to have some hunting to-day and that you'll get your first experience with the glacier hurrah shouted ted dancing up and down in excitement tyee clake says we can hunt toward the base of the glacier and i shall try to go a little ways upon it and see how the land lies or rather the ice it is getting warmer and if it continues a few days the snow will melt enough to let us go over to that island you are so anxious to see ted's eyes shone and the amount of breakfast he put away quite prepared him for his day's work which pleasant though it might be certainly was hard work the chief said they must seek the glacier first before the sun got hot for it was blinding on the snow so they set out soon after breakfast 
leaving chetwolf in charge of the camp and with orders to catch enough fish for dinner we'll be ready to eat them heads and tails said ted and his father added laughingly bible bones and hymn book too what does that mean asked ted as callatin looked up inquiringly once a writer named macaulay said he could make a rhyme for any word in the english language and a man replied you can't rhyme timbuktu but he answered without a pause if i were a cassowary on the plains of timbuktu i'd eat up a missionary bible bones and hymn book too ted laughed but callatin said grimly not good to eat boston missionary he all skin and bone where did they get the name alaska asked ted as they tramped over the snow toward the glacier alack suh great country said callatin it certainly is said ted it's fine i never saw anything like this at home pointing as he spoke to the scene in front of him a group of evergreen trees firs and the alaska spruce so useful for fires and torches fringed the edge of the ice field green and verdant in contrast to the gleaming snows of the mountain which rose in a gentle slope at first then precipitously in a dazzling and enchanting combination of color it was as if some marble palace of old rose before them against the heavens where the ice was cut and serrated into spires and gables turrets and towers all seeming to be ornamented with fretwork where the sun's rays struck the peaks and turned them into silver and gold lower down the ice looked like animals so twisted was it into fantastic shapes fierce sea monsters with yawning mouths seeming ready to devour bears and wolves whales gigantic elephants and snowy tigers tropic beasts looking strangely out of place in this arctic clime deep crevices cut the ice fields and in their green-blue depths lurked death for the least misstep would dash the traveller into an abyss which had no bottom beyond the glacier itself the snow-capped mountains rose grand and serene their glittering peaks clear against the blue sky which hue the glacier reflected and played with in a thousand glinting shades from purpling amethyst to lapis lazuli and turquoise as they gazed spellbound a strange thing occurred a thing of such wonder and beauty that ted could but grasp his father's arm in silence suddenly the peaks seemed to melt away the white ice pinnacles became real turrets houses and cathedrals appeared and before them arose a wonderful city of white marble dreamlike and shadowy but beautiful as aladdin's palace in the arabian nights at last ted could keep silent no longer what is it he cried and the old chief answered gravely the city of the dead but his father said a mirage my boy they are often seen in these regions but you are fortunate in seeing one of the finest i have ever witnessed what is a mirage demanded ted an optical delusion said his father and one i'm sure i couldn't explain so that you would understand it the queer thing about a mirage is that you usually see the very thing most unlikely to be found in that particular locality in the sahara men see flowers and trees and fountains and here on this glacier we see a splendid city it certainly is queer what makes glaciers daddy ted was even more interested than usual in his father's talk because of callatin whose dark eyes never left mr strong's face and who seemed to drink in every word of information as eagerly as a thirsty bird drinks water 
the dictionaries tell you that glaciers are fields of ice or snow and ice formed in the regions of perpetual snow and moving slowly down the mountain slopes or valleys many people say the glaciers are the fathers of the icebergs which float at sea and that these are broken off the glacial stream but others deny this when the glacial ice and snow reaches a point where the air is so warm that the ice melts as fast as it is pushed down from above the glacier ends and a river begins these are the finest glaciers in the world except perhaps those of the himalayas this bed's fair to be a wonderfully interesting place for my work ted and i'm glad you'll likely be satisfied with your new friends for i shall have to go to many places and do a lot of things less interesting than the things calatin can show you see these blocks of fine marble and those superb masses of porphyry and chalcedony but there's something which will interest you more take my gun and see if you can't bring down a bird for supper wild ducks were flying low across the edge of the glacier and quite near to the boys and ted grasped his father's gun in wild excitement he was never allowed to touch a gun at home dearly as he loved his mother it had always seemed very strange to him she should show such poor taste about firearms and refuse to let him have any and now that he had a gun really in his hands he could hardly hold it he was so excited of course it was not the first time for his father had allowed him to practice shooting at a mark ever since they had reached alaska but this was the first time he had tried to shoot a living target he selected his duck aimed quickly and fired bang off went the gun and wonder of wonders two ducks fell instead of one well done ted that duck was twins cried his father laughing almost as excited as the boy himself and they ran to pick up the birds calatin smiled too and quietly picked up one saying this one's calatin's showing as he spoke his arrow through the bird's side for he had discharged an arrow as ted fired his gun to bed ted i thought you were a mighty hunter a nimrod who killed two birds with one stone said mr strong but ted laughed and said so i got the one i shot at i don't care they had wild duck at supper that night for chet wolf plucked the birds and roasted them on a hot stone over the spruce logs and ted tired and wet and hungry thought he had never tasted such a delicious meal in his life End of chapter three the glacier